2: For more than a century, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell you their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. NFL football players come from all places and backgrounds. Their route to the league is often a circuitous one. Sometimes, that journey has a direct connection to history. That's the case for safety Charlie Pepra, whose maternal grandfather once led the African country of Ghana.
0: Actually, just recently, uh, my uncle, her brother, uh, wrote a book, uh, had a book written, excuse me, um, about the life and times of General I.G., uh, I.K., excuse me, Ignatius Kutu Achempong. And so there's more that's coming to light that I never knew growing up, stuff that my parents didn't even know growing up. um, Because of how it all played out, the person who came to power, removed him from office and executed his. um... So I'll I'll start with telling you the quick synopsis. So he was the head of state in 1972 uh, to 77. He came to power, he staged a bloodless coup, a takeover. It was bloodless, no, no lives were lost. Um, he ran the country, set up some programs that are still intact to this day that, um, that propelled the uh, the country forward uh, for economic prosperity. And his own people eventually turned on him. They got power hungry. They turned on him, put him on house arrest. Um, he went back to the village for about two years, for about 77 to 79. But then another uh, individual called uh, General Rawlings, J.J. Rawlings, he arose from the military. He took over. He staged a coup, but he his was a little bit more totalitarian. He um, took over, and what he did is he called his coup the coup to end all coups, and so he gathered everybody up, past, present, that had anything to do with coups, and he executed them. Wow. And so my grandfather had been removed. He had nothing to do with the country for about two years, and gathered him and his generals up, took them to the stakes, and, and executed them, and that's when my, my family had to flee, and uh, I ended up in the United States. Um, but the book's getting written now about all that stuff because people are now feeling comfortable to come out and speak the truth, because uh, General Rawlings just gave power back like 10, 15 years ago, and people were scared to say anything. But now he's, he's you know, kind of in the past, in the shadows, and people are speaking.
2: Your grandfather, um, yeah. how much did your mom tell you about him? Uh, was he much uh, a part of your life?
0: You know, like I said, he, um, you know, he passed obviously before I was born. I was born in 83. He passed in 79. But um, she would tell me you know, quite a bit that I reminded her of him, you know, um, and just my attitude, I think, and just my personality as far as just my competitiveness and everything like that. Um, but it really affected her. You know, she was a, uh, it changed the trajectory of her life, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever we would go back and visit and uh, General Rawlings was on TV, you know, she had some things to say <laughs> to the to the TV, yeah. you know, and um, it wasn't only until I got older, I kind of, you know, found out a little bit more, uh, the politics and stuff of it. But um, she, you know, he meant a lot to her. And uh, and I think she's just proud of what we've been able to accomplish despite everything she's gone through. And so that, that you know, that makes her happy.
1: Live Nation presents Concert Week
2: Charlie was a fifth-round draft pick of the Giants in 2006. Cut after training camp, he made his way to Green Bay, then Atlanta, before returning to the Packers in 2010. That's where he struck Super Bowl gold.
0: That was a season of uh, attrition. You know, we had a lot of injuries. Um, Our roster was so deep, and I, I don't think at that time it was appreciated, the type of guys they had on the roster, until they kept plugging guys in and we kept going. We lost a lot of close games. Yeah. So a lot of that kind of got um, overlooked because we lost six, maybe even, I forget how many games we lost by three points or less. So we didn't look as good as we were, you know? And, um, but I remember when I ended up getting a starting job after uh, Morgan Burnett got injured, um, they traded for Anthony Smith. And so I was like, okay, they might not have a lot of confidence in me, but you know, I stepped up and, and did what I had to do and held on to the job. And Anthony Smith, when he came over from the Jaguars, he was like, listen, he was at Pittsburgh before when they won the Super Bowl, he's like, listen, you guys have a Super Bowl team, and, you know, and, and we kind of knew it, but we just couldn't get things going. And uh, after the Jets game, you know, it was a pivotal game for us. Uh, we beat the Jets um, to kind of give us a chance to make it to the postseason, And we just never looked back after that. But. That year showed how deep our roster was, and just we just never gave up. We just kept fighting, and then we got hot,
2: and the rest is history. Charlie, you had a huge Super Bowl game. Um, tell us about that, and, and being able to step up on that stage um, before family and friends who were, were there, and, and tell us a little bit about what that meant.
0: That was awesome, you know, being from Dallas, uh, getting to play at home in front of my friends and family. That was, that was great. Um, You know, being the leading tackler, so I was able to not just play but contribute, you know, had an impact in the game. So that was, that was cool. Um, Something I'll never forget and just something they can't take away from us, you know.
2: You played with uh, a great leader on that football team, Charles Woodson. Uh, What did he impart on you? What did you take from him and his game and the way he went about business?
0: He, I mean, he took my game to another level just indirectly. You know, he was a corner, I was a safety, but, you know, we would meet separately most of the time, but, when we would come together, just how he approached the game. He taught me how to watch film, you know, how to understand personnel, situational football, just instincts. Um, He's probably the best player that I've played with. The things he was able to do at his size, weight and speed, and just the intellectual aspect of the game that he brought to all of us. He made Tremond a better player. He made made everybody in that defensive backfield a better player. Really, the whole defense because everybody wanted to, you know, raise to his level
2: and make plays. But um, his
0: impact on me was huge.
2: In the next year, you went on and had a career year, right? You had five interceptions. Yeah, statistically. Do you, do you believe year? in momentum from like that Super Bowl? That give you the kind of confidence that maybe you didn't have before, and, and carried into the next year?
0: I think so. You know, I always had that confidence, but I think it gave, you know, people in the organization, people around me, more confidence in me, and, and the whole team was confident that we could do this again, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out for us that way, but you know, just when we stepped on the field it was, okay, how are we gonna win today? It wasn't, you know, oh, do we got a chance? It was, we knew we were gonna win, it's just how was it gonna play out today? That was the mindset, so the confidence was, was sky-high. Um, that was a good season, um, we just didn't get to put the stamp on and finish it, that was unfortunate, but, um, but it, it was a good season.
1: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds to Mars, Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: After his playing days, Charlie dabbed in the scouting business under the legendary general manager, Ted Thompson.
0: Oh, it was amazing. Um, I still love it. I probably will get back into it. Um, I got, you know, 30 acres and animals and two kids, and being a college scout, uh, being on the road, isn't really feasible at that time in my life. So, you know, kind of had to park it, but I will get back into it. But evaluating, watching film is something I love. It was natural to me, um, something I was really good at and I loved. um, And that's something that I will get back into in the future.
2: This weekend that you're here that we're taping this interview, uh, they're honoring Ted Thompson. They're going to put his name up on the ring uh, here at Lambeau Field. What did you take from him? What did he teach you specifically?
0: What I got from Ted, who you know, didn't talk a whole lot, um, I just noticed how he would stay the course on things. Like, he would have a plan at the beginning, and despite all the noise, the turbulence, and you know, whatever, naysayers, you know, adversity, he stuck with his plan, and it always persevered at the end. You know? And that was one thing that I noticed that I would make sure that I would ever do if I ever became a decision maker. Would, you know, you have your plan, and you're gonna take punches and lumps and things are gonna happen, but he just would stick with his plan just regardless of what people would have to say and it would work out most of the time, so.
2: Okay, I've got something for you here. If you're looking for a great piece of trivia to impress your Packers friends at the next tailgate, try this, who led the Packers in tackles in Super Bowl 45 in Dallas? You just heard the answer to that question. Texas native Charlie Pepra, who had 10 total tackles, nine solo to lead the Green Bay defense that day.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.